Welcome to the Laurent Collective Podcast, where we go deeper than just surface talk. Each week, we'll explore everything from family, business, creativity, culture, and faith. To make sure not to miss an episode, be sure to subscribe and hop on to Instagram at Laurent Collective to chat with us about this episode. Hey guys, today in this episode, we're discussing family life and how you can find connection points with your kids that ultimately lead to deeper relationships with them. Let's get into it. So today we thought we would chat about connection points in our family. Um, We get, I don't know why we get questions on this frequently, but we just do. Uh, And when we're talking about connection points, basically that means like, how are we being super intentional in our family to have time with our kids. We'll talk about us and marriage another time. <laughs> yeah, this is really just more about this is, as a family. Exactly. We, this is as a family. There's It's a whole other thing when it comes to marriage as well, but that is important too. Um, but just like in the busy pace of life, how do we make intentional time to not just be kind of in many ways passing by each other in the house? Um, yeah, because we can get into really busy routines and all that kind of stuff and just totally miss that stuff sometimes mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's more about like figuring out what are those ways that we can connect with the kids because we want to build relationships with them. Um, we know they're only in the house with us for so long, but when we launch them one day. Yes. You, you think that's actually going to happen? We'll I, I, well, I mean, that's kind of what's supposed to happen. It, well, yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to happen. That's, that's the key So we will see, I guess. Yeah. Um, when we launch them into the big, beautiful world, uh, that we still want to have relationships with them and we want people to talk about things and, and so much of that foundation of them feeling comfortable with us. Um, yeah, it starts now and not to put pressure on us a lot. You can start at any time with it, I think, but, yeah. uh, yeah, there are certain things that we've been doing and we've tested out a lot of stuff too. Yeah. And to say we haven't like, we, we didn't know like all the perfect ways to do this when we became parents, right? Like this, this has taken time and this has taken conversations with other parents and seeing what works for them and what they've done with their families and all that kind of stuff so it's it's we're and, and in a lot of ways we're still in process too so figuring oh some it's of never a done well. deal yeah. i think we'll always find new ways to connect with our kids and everything i think yeah the biggest thing you know sometimes when i see something like oh I really want to do that with our family and and the, the want to be careful in saying this as we start out and talking about some of these things. These are not like you have to do this whole list of things or anything like that <laughs> because I do occasionally see something, you know, on social media and I think, oh, oh, we should be doing that with our kids. But mm-hmm. it isn't a fit for our family. It yeah, doesn't make definitely. sense. I hate doing crafts, for instance. Unfortunately, we do have kids that like crafts, though. Yeah, but that's why I like That's why crafts. you do it. But crafts is not a thing I do with them. Literally, yeah. they have ideas and I say, go to daddy. That's not a connection point they're generally going to make with me. <laughs> True. <laughs> so I connect on different ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is not a guilt trip. If you're not doing any of these things, it's just to give you some ideas. Because that's well, how yeah. we've gotten ideas. Yeah, exactly. I think just, just sharing some of the things that we do as a family. And maybe it would work for yours. Maybe they don't. Maybe it sparks something else. Who knows? But yeah. So one thing to start off with um, of knowing how best to connect with your kids is understanding two things. Uh, One is their love language. And if you don't know what that is, uh, 
Google it and it will pop right up (laughs) as far as love languages. There's actually a quiz, depending on the age of your kids. There is a quiz that you can do with kids. Um, If you put love language kids quiz, that's really hard to say, isn't it? Um, In Google, then you will be able to find it. And we had all of our kids take it, um, even our youngest one. And we just read the questions to her and had her say, like, okay, give us the first answer. We pretty much knew what everyone's love languages were um, just by picking up on their cues and everything. For the most part. I think we, we we did have one surprise that we thought yeah we yeah thought it was one and it ended up being something mm-hmm. slightly different but after looking at it and talking to him about it it was like oh well that makes sense exactly so we've got a mix in our family that's the thing that's probably will be the case in your house too is you'll have a mix of love languages and we tend to show our love in the way that we would want it but yeah. that's not necessarily in the way another person in your household would want it. So for me, quality time through and through, it's my highest love language. I can look back in all of my history of my life and realize that was always there. <laughs> but if I think that that is the only way to show somebody love, I'm missing the boat because, well, we do have one child that that is their love language and a couple that that's a little bit higher on their spectrum. Uh, it's not the way that everyone else wants to connect with me and and have that love and that kind of thing. And so I think we have found it super important. If you don't take the quiz, you can Google some things and understand the love languages and you'll probably be able to pick it out for your kids. In general sense, yeah, for sure. Or just pay attention for a couple of weeks and it starts to be pretty obvious kind of the things that you realize and maybe didn't think about. But that has been really important for us because that helps us determine some connection points with our kids and what might look that we have a variety, I guess. When you say that we make sure yeah. we're not doing the same type of thing I think, all the time. Again, I, th- I think for just, again, understanding their love language has really helped us understand the type of world that we need to step into when we want to connect mm-hmm. and, and, and really kind of deepen our relationship with our kids. Like it's just, it's just super helpful because again, that's um, what they're desiring in, in a lot of ways. And so if we can step into that and, and um, you know, spend time and connect with them in that way, they're going to feel love from us, but also we're going to experience a new and deeper relationship with our kids in a fun new way. And uh, yeah, super, super helpful. So I said two things. So love languages was number one, but interest yeah. is a well, second yeah, one. For sure. Uh, and, and yeah, there's so much to say on that because kids' interests can change, especially depending on your kids' ages. Yeah. They can be interested in one thing one day and the next day it's something completely new and the way that their interests blossom into things that, you know, it's, that is the coolest thing to watch as a parent is the things that they become interested in or things that were something and they fade away and that kind of thing. But engaging with whatever that is in some way Mm -hmm. uh, is, and you'll see patterns to your kids age and everything. You'll see things like one of our sons has always been drawn to anything creative. Like it's just always been his thing another's always been drawn to music yeah but i think that early on came out in a different way and then as he's uh yeah as they've gotten older it's like oh duh like that is exactly that's him that is so him yeah i think too i think with the whole interest thing i think you know when you first have kids and everything like that you like start to do things with them based on your interests and i the thing that I really enjoy as they've gotten older and and we're starting to kind of see them continue to progress to be just who they are to see their interests coming out more and more is just been really fun. And again, engaging in those interests with them is just, there's just so much fun stuff that happens with that. So 
I'm totally going to bring in a cartoon that we have started watching. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That we love in our family. And if you have not seen it, I highly suggest you watch it. Even if you don't have kids and you're listening, I suggest you watch it because it will make you laugh and it will just make you feel happy and smile. It's it's so good. It's It's written so well. It's written so well. It is called Bluey and it is on Disney+. Plus. I don't know if you can watch it other places, but... It is, and they're short episodes too, so I love that. Yeah, the, they're like nine or ten minutes long. Yeah, there's always some kind of lesson in it, but the way that the parents in there uh, <laughs> laugh, like, oh no, here we go, we have to do this imaginary thing again, but also they engage with their kids. Yeah, I think, actually, as I've been reflecting on it and why we love it as a family to watch, is it's, it's a reflection of a family that seems real in some ways. Yes. Like, and how they do things and... I mean, just even I'm just thinking about the episode that we just watched not too long ago and how they went to a a home improvement store and like the things that happened. I mean, like that was, you know, I could easily see us going to a home improvement store and similar things like that happening. Like, and it just, and I think too, I think thinking about some other cartoons and stuff like that, that we've watched with our kids, it's usually like so focused on maybe the kid character and the parents aren't necessarily that a part of it. But it actually, in this cartoon, it's like the whole family is a part of it. And so it's fun to watch it with, you know, we love it. Our 14-year-old loves it all the way down to our 6-year-old. And it's just, it's so much fun. It's like turned into a fun family And we all uh, laugh and we event. giggle. And that totally, and again, I think the reason why I brought it up is just because they're doing things their kids are interested in. And they're helping their kids be also engaged in things that they might have to do and get done. And how do you include your kids in those things? Um and so I think that's why it's just brilliant. It actually has given us some new ideas or it's given yeah. our kids ideas too. Yeah. Uh, that we've been asked to do, we've been asked to be in a hospital recently, a pretend hospital and be patients. Mm-hmm. We've had all kinds of different things recently because they've been watching it. So it's brilliant for that. But I was wondering, which I think it, I work really well with like specific examples of that. Um, so going back to the love languages of mm-hmm. connection points with our kids for one of our children, their love language is quality time. We have another one that's a pretty high one as well. It's not his full one. But with that, that means that we pay really close attention to the fact that like that child would engage in us having family time together. Could look to what we're doing probably actually, and that's how it is for me. What we're doing doesn't always really matter. It's just the yeah. fact that like we're engaging in things together. We're together in the same room. We're talking, we're laughing, we're doing all those things. Yeah. Um, right. And so that has been something we pay, make sure that we're having that in the mix, if that makes any sense. Um, another child acts of service is yeah. that thing. And so how that's kind of played out yeah. a bit differently. Yeah, I think in some ways we initially thought it was more quality time. That he wanted our time, but it actually he really desired acts of service and helping him do things and, and yeah. And yeah, just helping him. He's got, he's got a very vivid imagination and he's always wanting to create things and do things. And for him, if you can sit down with him and help him do something and help him create something or, um, yeah, just, just those little acts of service, like it goes a long way and, the hugs that he gives you at the end of the day because of things that you were doing with him or whatever, like are the best in the whole entire world. So. Oh yes, that's so true. Those <laughs> hugs are the best at the end. Oh, thank you so much for doing this with me. Yeah. Sometimes it's something small too. I think that's uh, with, with all this connection points don't have to involve money. I think 
I know when we first started uh, being parents, first started being parents when we had our first child, <laughs> that um, I think for me, I was really worried about like, oh, we're going to have to have money to do X, Y, Z with the kids or take them to Disney World every year and things like that. And well, I would love to be able to do that. Yeah, uh, that's not on our radar right now. And with that, it doesn't mean that we're not able to have connection points with our kids that are just, I guess we're talking about the normal everyday connection points. Yeah. Definitely. Holidays, vacations, things like that. There's grander things that end up yeah. being, you know, big connection points too. But you've got to weave it into the everyday. You can't yeah. just wait for those. Uh, yeah, because when you get to those bigger connection points, those bigger, you know, grander ones, it makes it even that better. Oh, exactly. If, if you're doing the little things. Exactly. On a daily basis. And you know how to w- build in those, you know, there's nothing that can go <laughs> worse on a holiday than if you're doing things that, I mean, of course, there are going to be things your kids don't like always, but <laughs> that will just be the case. But if you're always. building in those love languages or their interests or things like that, you're going to have them engaging with things yeah. a lot differently on those. So again, doing this day-to-day kind of thing, uh, and connecting with your kids and as a family just helps you build on those experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another thing we do, I mean, with that, we'll often let a kid, you know, say, what are we going to do this evening if we have a free evening and make sure that they kind of take turns picking something. Um, so we, you know, it may be that we have one child wants to play a board game because that's what they like to do more or another one may want to have a dance party we have one yeah. that always picks that when we say what do you want to do dance yeah. party or they say disco here. disco it's yes dance sorry it's a disco. disco it's a disco in the uk uh maybe europe too i don't know yeah, if, no, the, yeah. if that's the case maybe uh so i think you know now we can't always say yes to everything obviously but we try our best to say yes when we can and try to include like we have a night that we call kids pick night um and they get to pick what we do uh, and that kind of thing and how we engage with them and how we play with them. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's, um, maybe we'll talk about this in a different episode, like dating our kids. Yeah, but that's that's one connection point that we have with them. And again, we can go into it in a more detailed um, fashion in another episode. But I think that's been really important for us is to to make sure as parents, we do one-on-one date nights with them. Um, and, that, and it's so simple. It's so fun. I mean, yeah, I mean... So simple to the fact that most of our kids just want to go to McDonald's with one <laughs> of do. us, and that's about it. Because we know? never let them eat McDonald's, and so we tell them you can pick whatever yeah. within reason. Uh, and and sometimes we will say you can pick something that costs money, or we're going to do something that yeah, doesn't cost true. money. Yeah. Um, we've definitely done that as well, and sometimes that's just, you know, I remember with one of our sons going to the park, and he said, all I want to do is, uh, what were we, pretend knights or something like that. I want to climb one of the trees, and I'm going to pretend like we're knights. Yeah. So we did that for 30 minutes. I'm sure I looked ridiculous to any adults walking by, but he had an absolute blast. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't always involve money. But yes, you're right. I always think, oh, like, let's go to someplace really fun that they've never been. No, McDonald's. Yeah. So, but, date, so dating your kids. Is, yes. Is and it's, really that is a weird phrase, I think, for some people, like dating your kids, because we always think of like dating as romantic and stuff like that and everything. But it, the act of dating is getting to know somebody better. And yeah. so that is our intention when we're talking about dating with our kids. It's getting to even know them better. Sometimes it's, and again, we'll go into it more, but sometimes it's with both of us or just with one of us and we and we crisscross with that yeah. um, and that kind of thing. But that is another, that's a connection point we all look forward to. Yeah, for as sure. well. Yeah, definitely. To to get that one on one time with each other is really fun. Yeah, definitely. So. Uh, I feel like we keep saying another thing. We'll go into more detail, I'm sure, about. But <laughs> <laughs> it's 
is we call you can't it spew all the content I know, out at one I guess, time. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So we call it Sabbath days. Call it what you want. Rest day, whatever you want to call it. Uh, no technology. No day. work day. No tech day. There's so many names for it. Uh, and those days, those have been hard to build into our schedule. They, yeah, I mean, because it's really easy to say, eh, we'll just fudge it a little bit and go do this, or oh, let's just watch this, or oh, they can play video games for a little bit this long, you know, that kind of thing, where you just really have to be intentional. And so you've done a great job for us, Maya, with just like scheduling that time. I just put it in the calendar. You just have to. If we don't put it in the calendar, we will always fill that time. Even, I mean, frankly, even in COVID times, uh, where it feels like, well, we have more open space. Plenty of rest time. There will be some kind of like happy hour Zoom that's scheduled or something like that. And and none of those things are bad, but it it has us, especially this time when we're on technology more, it has us on technology and that kind of stuff. um, And... Yeah, it's it's a day for us to truly rest. We put our phones up. There any kind of technology. The only thing we do allow is a movie with the kids, cuddle yeah. up on the sofa watching a movie, that kind of thing. But again, it's intentional connection with them because they know they have our undivided attention yeah, during that time. That's what it's more about. And that, you know, the rest is one of the most important things we want to teach our kids about rest. But they know, like, and they will call us out. And we'll, yeah. we can discuss another time, like, what we do to set up those days. But, again, they understand I've got mommy and daddy right now. Yeah. And uh, and that just it changes things. It, it, it enables a regular, always connection time, no matter how busy our lives are, if we have stuck it in the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> we stick to it. And that's been – our kids actually enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they'll complain a little bit, let's be honest. Sometimes they'll complain. But, in general, they really like it. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the things we do to connect with our kids? Well, I think I think one of the things that we're starting to get into and and realizing our kids are a little bit spread, pretty spread apart, um, and about three and a half years apart. Most uh, are yeah, all three of them. They're three and a half years apart. Um, that really wasn't done on purpose. Yeah, we didn't really try to do that on purpose. But um, but what's been unique in this new season, especially with our oldest being a teenager now, realizing these different stages and these different stages require different types of connection um, and opportunities actually for new connections and different things like that within the different stages. And, and so, I mean, something very, very simple that we've been doing, which um, has been really, really fun with our oldest is like, you know, he, he will go to bed with the little ones at that the same time, but then he'll like sneak up later and like hang out with us and maybe we'll watch more of an adult fun comedy show on TV on Netflix or one of those uh, platforms or whatever. Um, and it just, I think it allows him this kind of this growth period with us, this connection point with us that he's, you know, getting to that mature level that we can start having some other bigger conversations that might come up in some of these fun shows or things like that we would get to. But I think it's just, again, it's just, it's just building that, that relationship in a unique and a new way because of his age and the stages that he's at, um, that we can, you know, widen the, the opportunities that we can do fun stuff with and, and connect with him in unique ways. Now that we are, are seeing these new interests in his, in his, in his world, as well as, um, things that maybe he's desiring to understand more and all that kind of stuff. So, and it does, I think it's, uh, it's 
privileges that come with age. And of course, we get <laughs> feedback, shall we call it? Feedback yes, from a, our younger that's a, a kids. That's a very nice way of saying that. Yes. That that's not fair. Why is Zane up here? And so we did try something the other night that we said, well, okay, sit down and see if you understand any of these jokes that they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> because we were watching a certain a certain sitcom and he our our middle child sat there and he laughed once and then we said, Did you understand? He goes, I don't I was just laughing because you guys were laughing. <laughs> so he didn't really understand it. He literally at some point said, You know what, I think I'll just go to bed. Yeah. And it was this funny little lesson that I think he realized, oh, you know, maybe when I'm older, I'll get some of these jokes <laughs> and that kind of thing. And 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 the show again is very much the show we were watching yeah. is very much more geared toward toward our older son and his interests. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we were watching Big Bang Theory, um, yeah. and our older son. Uh, you know, even at one point there was a joke that I was like, I don't get it, but you know, there was the laughter reel in the background and everything <laughs> like that. And our son pausing because you need me to explain that to you, mom, and like explain the science behind whatever why it was funny. <laughs> And that kind of thing. So, again, I'm not sure that our other kids will want to watch that show. Yeah. You no. know, so it's, again, finding things that they're interested in. Whereas mm-hmm. we we have that. And then we have our six-year-old that we still play pretend kitchen. Yeah. And pretend that I'm the mommy and she's the daughter. Even though I keep reminding her, you mm-hmm. know that's real. I am your mommy. Yeah. <laughs> you are some, the daughter. sometimes but... it's she's the dog. Oh, a dog or a cat. Yeah, a dog or a cat. Yes. But it's probably more cat actually it's usually a cat so i mean we're on complete yeah but again it's all about finding those connection things of like engaging with her when she's pretending she's a cat we haven't gone as far as like she hasn't asked for a bowl of milk or anything yet has she i don't think she has she does have the headband with the cat ears on. yes she does (laughs) so engaging with her in that kind of play and then on the other side of the spectrum engaging with our teenager and and what he's interested in things like that so it does take a it takes effort and thinking and changing and and paying attention but it's yeah it's completely and totally worth it for sure and i think reading has been big with our kids too that's that's a major connection point Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think for us with each kid there are there have been um certain books and certain things that they're super interested in and it's just fun. It's fun to read with them and to um, have conversation out of that. And especially, you know, with our oldest, you know, he's reading books that I'm reading. Um, and so just the conversations that come out of that, um, it's just awesome. It's so much fun to get to process and to um, step into the worlds together and to to talk about that. I mean, yeah, it, I was never a huge reader growing up. Um, and as our family has been, you know, forming and all that kind of stuff, reading has become a big part of my life because that's a huge connection point for our kids and our, for our family. And so for me, I've just, I've jumped on board and I've actually, I'm starting, I I really love reading. Um, I might be really, really slow compared to my oldest son who it took (laughs) me like a month to read a book recently and he read it in one night. So yeah. (laughs) I mean, <laughs> that but again, you. it's great that he, you know, we can sit and talk about it and that kind of thing where, um, you know, with our middle son, he like the books and the things that he enjoys are these super imaginative, like cat warriors built, built out worlds that are just all about adventure and all these fun things. And I just absolutely love that kind of stuff. And so for us to sit and read those kind of things together, um, is just super, super fun. 
and and we do do a lot of read out loud. Our kids yeah, have books true. they read um, on their own, but we try to have a book going at all times that is a read out loud book. Um, and even for our oldest son, who's a teenager, he will often, if I'm reading that to our middle son, he will often sit down and listen to it as well. Sometimes yeah. they're books he's already read. Yeah, um, most of the time it probably yeah, is. Because if it's on our shelf, he's probably read it. Uh, but he will then say, oh, yeah, I forgot about that happened, or I forgot that piece, that kind of thing. So he even engages with it too. And then depending on the story and if it's appropriate, then we'll have our youngest be part of that as well. Or mm-hmm. one of us will read, like she's reading with you right now, Charlotte's Web. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm reading a different book to the boys. I can't remember what it's called. Something about Prince Warriors um, that I'm reading out loud to them. So sometimes we'll do that differently. Uh, and it, again, it's just another connection point, especially generally it's usually right before bed sometimes if they're really into a book though they'll in the middle of the day say can you read this to us uh that kind of thing can we keep going but it's just that kind of yeah I, there's something about bedtime yeah well i think i think too. one the one of the things that i love is it's you read you know for a certain amount of time and then conversation starts a little bit and then there's something else that comes out maybe from the day or you know something something spurs something from the story and you dive into a fun conversation with them and you get to see even more about who they are, how they think, um, the types of questions that they're going to ask and things like that, that I think, yeah, I mean, again, it's just being in their space with them, stepping into their world, um, which just can, yeah, create such a unique connection, which again, you know, we just want to deepen their relationship with us and with each other and, and sometimes they want to step into our world. Yeah. And so I think that's when I tend for somebody who likes to get things done and be efficient and things like that. When one of our children says, can I cook with you? Can I stir that? Can I chop that? That kind of thing. I'll be <laughs> honest. My inner part of me is thinking, no, because that's going to take longer and it's going to be a mess. And I'm going to have to watch you so you don't cut your fingers. I go through the list in my head, but every time I've allowed them to do that, I realize like, oh, we're having a conversation or they'll ask a question while they're doing it. Or two of our children think going to the grocery store with me is the most fun they could ever have. I think because I hate grocery shopping, (laughs) but they love it and they think it's just the most wonderful thing, probably because in general, they talk me into getting something that was not on the list. Of course. Uh, But... They like just like browsing the grocery store and that kind of thing. And so even that small connection point uh, for us, you know, we live, we're in London. And so like walking to the grocery store is a conversation right there and that kind of thing. And then they'll often fight because they don't want two of them to go at the same time. They just want one. So they have individual time again and that kind of thing. So it's even you can engage them in your world. And you've done that a lot when you're like creating and you've said, hey, I need some help and that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I think too, (laughs) I think I'm a little bit like when, when I am creating, I'm a little bit like, again, like what you just said about cooking and stuff like that. It would be a lot quicker to just, get it done, not them, not have them a part of it or helping out or whatever. Um, and I'm, I feel like that sometimes when I'm creating or doing something creative around them that they're like, Ooh, can I help? Or can I step into that with you or whatever? And I think for me, I just, every ounce of me wants to be like, Oh, I just want to make sure. And (laughs) for me, for me, perfectionism sets in very fast as well. And I know that if they start to get creative with certain things that I'm doing, it might not turn out exactly the way I was imagining, but again, 
when that's that that happens and and we start to create together it's something unique that is made and um yeah it's it's so much it's it's well worth it rather than to be all worked up about making sure it was the way i was thinking but um and that's why i think it takes some of the pressure off when you think like okay what are the things i naturally do that i can involve them with like involve them in um you know like if it is and i'm saying this from somebody that now our kids are older we have six and above i dreaded taking my children to the grocery store when they were younger than four i i could not stand it so uh, we're speaking in the terms of like as you get older there are things that you know uh, there was always a meltdown there was you know all kinds of different things that made that super stressful as they get older, different things happen, but you can still find those connection points when they are young too of things that interest them. Um, I mean, one of our sons has been cooking with me since he was like two, yeah. of course, in well, much uh, different uh, ways, appropriate ways, at appropriate <laughs> ways and things like that. But we have pictures of him standing up on a chair, stirring something on the stove. Yeah. Obviously, it took that was stressful for me. It took a lot more supervision and that kind of thing. But now he can do it and I don't feel like I have to be watching him. Even maybe using your mixer. Though. Oh, well... That's that's like my fourth child. (laughs) So I think, I think a lot of this reminds me like, you know, as we're talking here, I think one of the things that I remember something, somebody telling us um, a while back is, is just inviting them to do life with you. Um, So again, like if that's walking down the street to go to um, the grocery to get something, or if I'm creating something for a project or something like that, you know, have them sit down with me and, and maybe tell them, Hey, why don't you create with me? You know, this is the type of project I'm doing. You know, do you want to try to come up with some ideas for daddy and things like that? So I think just inviting them into, um, you know, what we're doing, but also if they invite us into their world, oh, totally. we need to step yes. into that as well. So. You know, something that just popped in my head that, that, well, it's totally related, but that we don't do anymore because we don't drive here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in a city, we can walk everywhere or take public transportation. But when we used to drive, uh, when we lived in the States and we were in the suburbs, so we were in a car a lot more, that point in time in the car was always a point of connection too. Sure, sometimes we listen to music and things like that, but like often we would turn down the music and just like ask the kids questions or the yeah. kids would ask well, us questions and we'd have really are, cool conversation. Usually, for us right now though, instead of the car, it's the walk to school. It's the walk and sometimes it's public transportation sometimes, too. Yeah. Uh, depending what they're asking in public with uh, everyone listening. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's yeah. been awkward a couple times. Yeah. But and I think that's the thing. It's all... It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. I think the mm-hmm. one thing that can make it complicated is just busy schedules. And we have uh, made difficult decisions on that. We've mm-hmm. made decisions not to put our kids in some things. Yeah, that's true. Uh, because yeah. we're not doing practice seven nights a week. We're mm-hmm. not going to do that and that kind of thing. It doesn't, I don't feel like we have deprived our kids we've still said what are you interested in yeah you can pick one thing at a time yeah we've always said one thing so let's make sure it doesn't let how is that looking with everyone else's schedule and that kind of thing it does make it a little bit easier when we live someplace that things are generally somewhat close we're not in the suburbs where we're having to drive as much and that kind of thing but even when we did live there we still made decisions of saying we're not going to create an atmosphere of our family constantly going, 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 yeah. uh, that we wanted to make a decision, that we wanted to be able to have regular connection points. We wanted to have regular full days off as a yeah. family. 
And so but, that yeah. was decisions that were hard. That's, that but... was a hard decision. But, you know, that that's what works for us. Exactly. And it's going to look yeah. different for every different for family. We don't have kids that are super into sports. But yet they're into, you know, art and theater and music and all those things can take up just as much time as sports can. I mean, you could put them in a thousand different things. So each family is going to look unique. And but then it's how within those things do you then still create family connection. And, you know, when our one son was in uh, what what show was he in? Why can't I think of what it was? Uh, Help me. He was in. (laughs) Oh, I can't remember. Anyways, he was in a theater show. School of Rock. Thank you. School of Rock. I was like, I know what it is. He was in School of Rock and was working so hard on it and everything like that. And he would come home and he taught his siblings the songs and all that stuff. And then we went and we saw it together as a family. Even our younger daughter, who I thought, oh, she's going to sit through oh this. Gosh, she absolutely loved it. She sat through it and, and everything. Did we sit in the front row? We sat in the front and then she, every time he came on, she come, would say his name really loud. Which <laughs> was weird. Quiet. That's not what you're supposed to do. But again, we make connection points with whatever they're involved with as well. How do you make those connection points within your family too? So there's still stuff like that. You even you just kind of touched on it. We then, you know, as a family, invested and connected with 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 him when he was doing the show. So like our kids were making our, you know, the other two were stepping into the other's interest and things Mm -hmm. like that. So exactly trying to build that into them as well. Yeah, it. I think what ultimately comes down to is it hopefully, now I say hopefully because we deal with every day someone saying how something's not fair, those kind of things. Oh but our hope is that it teaches them like it's not just about you. It's about others and it's about other people. And that's a learning experience for us too. Like we just both admitted times when we realized, oh, we should probably let our children yeah. engage with this thing. And yeah. our defenses go up really quickly of, oh. It'll take more time. It won't be perfect. It'll be messy, yada, yada. Um, that I think it's just important for us to always keep that in mind um, yeah. and that kind of thing, that that's really important on the connection part of things. And I think the thing that is so cool is when you see them then do that with other people, if you're modeling it in your family, then the way that they, even our kids that they do with adults sometimes and they mm-hmm. engage with adults and the connections that they want to make with adults and they ask them about their interests and it's not perfect. I don't want us to come across because our yeah, kids are oh always like that whatsoever. Sometimes they don't even want to talk to the other adult that's right there. But when they do, there's a, those are the moments that I realize, oh, they've seen us. They've seen this in our family. Yeah. And so they're wanting to involve somebody else yeah. in connecting. We're, and in some ways, we're building those muscles. That, yes. That they're like... Hopefully. For again, when we launch them <laughs> successfully. If, if they are launched. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we hope that gives you a couple of ideas. I know we just probably said a thousand ideas, but those are just some rhythms in our family that we have. We'll probably go into some of them in more detail, I'm sure, in the future. Or if you guys let us know if you have questions and things that you're like, how do you do that? How yeah, do you... yeah. I think even, yeah, questions about very specific things with some of those mm-hmm. things. And sure. there are going to be things, I mean, let's just be honest, there are going to be things that your kids are interested in that you're like, uh, I'm really not interested. I don't. Our kids have a very minuscule amount of time that they get to play games, but all three of them could sit and talk about Minecraft for hours. I'm not interested in that. You mm. do engage with it. I engage with it because I don't mind playing video games with them, but I don't understand a I, thing that's going yeah, on. Yeah, so there's so. going to be stuff that we'll, uh, that we still try to ask. 
So we hope that we gave you ideas that are helpful. Try something out this week. We'd yeah. love to hear from you. Go over to the Rent Collective on Instagram and tell us what things you have tried or tell us some of your connection ideas. Again, yeah, I would love, yeah, we'd love to hear some of those. We grit idea get like get ideas from other people all the time and then we try it out and some things work for some families and some things don't. It totally is gonna again depend on the mix of your family, love languages, interests, personalities, all that stuff. Yeah. But we would love to hear some of the things that you do to connect with your family as well because because that um, we can all learn from each other. We'll share some of those too over on Instagram. So yeah, go yeah. go let us know over there. But thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, and um, yeah, let us know what questions you have about connecting with your family members. We created a PDF download for you on some family connection points to try with your family. You can find the download link in the episode notes. We hope you find it helpful to try out some new ways to connect with your kids. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Laurent Collective Podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a review, which helps others find our podcast. Continue the conversation with us over on Instagram at Laurent Collective. We look forward to going deeper than just surface talk with you again next week.